Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone, welcome to another video from Fantasy Football Scouts. My name is Az. I don't think I've ever done a live solo stream before. Uh, I normally do the solo streams pre-recorded, but it was getting late in the day and I didn't want to do the edits, basically. So I thought I would just stream it and just see how it goes. Um, hopefully it's all right. Uh, hope you're all doing well. Hope you've all enjoyed all the, you know, uh, cup games and the the friendly that, that Barcelona and Man City had yesterday and haven't been sort of panicking too much. Doesn't look like there's any huge um, injuries or blows. As uh, the Madison isn't there for Leicester, he's 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 a he's a doubt now for the, for the Chelsea match. Um, I don't think there's been anything else which is kind of too too terrible. Um, so hopefully that that kind of continues into the weekend. Um, hello everyone in the chat. Keep me company as I kind of do this, as I kind of ramble and, and waffle on about my own team and my own selections. I've got the Fantasy Football Scout members area open as well. So if you want me to talk about any players and stats or any comparisons, that kind of thing, um, then uh, I can do that too. Otherwise, I'll just talk about my own team, who is on my watch list um, and things like that. And uh, yeah, my kind of plans because I've got a couple of issues. My team is looking healthy. I think the, the, four, the four point hit I took last week helped. There's definitely a few things I can do to kind of make my team uh, a little bit better. But I am debating holding the transfer. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, just before we do that, let's just talk about the sponsor for this video, uh, which is Spitch. If you watch a lot of football, you might have seen Spitch advertised uh, by a certain Jurgen Klopp um, smiling away. Uh, you've also got Harry Redknapp, who's kind of endorsing it as well. It's essentially a new uh, fantasy football uh, game that's just come out so it's similar to fpl except for there's uh, some rule changes um, to kind of uh, make it sort of stand out a bit so there's a, a free season mode it's completely free to play you can join any time even though you've missed kind of the start of the season um, it's the best five scores you get all season um, out of all the 38 games so you could effectively join right near the end of the season and still win if you have a good last couple of game weeks um, there's also different paid for uh, modes as well which obviously uh, a form of gambling so if you are interested in that go check it out but do um, check out gambleaware.co.uk um, for all the facts about gambling and obviously it's only um, for 18 plus i mean if you can afford to to do so um, it's a really interesting game though. i mean look at the kind of the points um the points are very different to fpl so you get points for pretty much everything uh, you're looking at you know even taking a corner taking a, making a cross um, unsuccessful passes are penalized all this kind of stuff and if we actually look at the top scoring team um, for last week, it's really interesting because you've got players in there who you wouldn't normally think would, would do that well. I mean, look, you've got three Everton defenders at the back, uh, you know, despite a one-all draw. Um, Zaha in there with, with two goals, actually got less than Mitrovic, who just got the one goal. Um, Vardy got minus 14. So this guy won sort of 306 euros by by doing this. So there's going to be a lot of people who just pick the kind of general FPL 
players, but if you can kind of work out the scoring and work out which players are really heavily rewarded in this, um, you might be able to make some money um, from from the app. So do go and uh, and and check it out. Um, there's a QR code um, on the screen right now. If you screenshot that right now, you can just go into your photos and then it will come with a little barcode and then you uh, click on that. There is a Fantasy Football Scout Community League as well, which you can join. Uh, the links of that are in the description. Um, so do check that out. And there's monthly prizes that will be in that as well. So loads of good stuff. Check out Spitch um, if you're interested. All right. Let's have a look at my game week three. Uh, 53 points for me. Uh, wasn't too bad. It was a red arrow, which is not nice when you're three million in the world and you get a red arrow. Uh, it's effectively a grey arrow, really. I think I went from like 2.999 million or something down to 3.042 something like that so not not a huge um drop and i did take the, the minus four um it was warden goal with one trent Cancelo, james like so many people all blanking you know you're, you're paying that much money for these kind of premium defenders you want to see a bit kind of more from them so definitely a bit disappointing um with that um i bought in zinchenko uh, who I was happy with um I thought he had a, a, another fantastic game as soon as I bought him in I was kind of thinking oh was this the right move you know Tierney's knocking about Chaka's playing well you know are we going to see him in maybe kind of you know rotate a little bit or anything but uh, you know I've watched the extended highlights of that game and Zinchenko is he's such an elite player he's going to be so important for for Arsenal and everything they're about. So I'm not worried about him at all going forward. I think he, he's he just he's cemented his spot in that team, whether it's the, the centre midfield role and Chaka does eventually um sort of make way, or whether he, he carries on playing at left back. I don't think it matters. He's he's too important to everything Arteta's trying to build there. So yeah, re- really happy with that move. And I think, you know, people with, with Ramsdale, for example, have surely got to be looking at someone like Zinchenko and and thinking, oh, maybe he's the he's the one I want because he's he's getting forward. He could be playing in midfield. Um, Ramsdale isn't making many saves. His baseline bonus is low. So, yeah, I, I definitely prefer uh, Zinchenko for anyone kind of uh, wondering which Arsenal defender to get. Perisic came in with 12. I mean, Perisic was, was an error, I think. I still stand by the fact he was an error in, in game week one. Um, you know, missed the first two games, came in in the third game and, and got the points. He is a, a problem for me, though, and I'll talk a bit more about him a bit later. I, I know a lot of people are interested in him now, a lot of people are buying him, but... I'm just, it's it's a headache. It's a headache every week as to whether he's going to start or not. So I was surprised to see so many people buying him ahead of game week three. I know we were all pretty sure that he was going to start, or at least the signs indicated we were. But if I had the choice now, if I was wildcarding now, there's no way I'd, I'd start with Perisic. I know the upside's high. Um, he is, you know, he's, he's going to be fun. He's going to frustrate. And, you know, when he does play, he's not playing as a, as a left back. He's playing as almost a striker at times. But... I just worry with the fixture congestion the way it is with the Champions League starting, it's it's going to be too much of a minefield. So he's probably not going to go anywhere for me until I do World Cup, probably in game week eight or nine. But I certainly wouldn't be having him if I was World Carding uh, early, like my illustrious Black Box uh, co-host. If you haven't checked out Black Box last night, uh, do that to see where Mark's head is at with his um his World Card, and do check out the member stream tomorrow night as well because Mark has made some changes already, which will probably surprise uh, no one. Uh, in midfield, I went for Salah captain with eight. I was lucky to get anything from him. Liverpool, obviously terrible. Uh, I'm sure there's people in the chat who, who you know know that I, I've been quite critical of, of Man U lately. Um, I mean, I think I have every right to be critical of them, especially in the last kind of you know eight, nine months. They've been absolutely terrible. But best performance I've seen them in a, in a long, long time. And, and Liverpool, really, really poor. 
And I guess the question is, do United remain good now? Are, are there assets going to be options for us? Are we going to see Martial and Rashford, maybe even Fernandez come into the four? Um, defensively, I don't think we're, we're going to go there. We want to see some clean sheets from them first. Um, but Malassia was, was playing really well. Um, you know, Maguire's gone and Varane and Martinez look, look a bit more assured. Um, I, I don't think that the United defence is going to be an issue. Uh, it's going to be an option for us, but certainly maybe in an attack, uh, there might be some options to consider. So we might see some play, people jumping on them you know, quite quickly. They've got Southampton next, which is a good fixture. We kind of see how that goes. But I mean, the bigger question is what to do with Liverpool assets, really. I mean, at the start of the season, three Liverpool look like an absolute must uh, you know, I'm now seeing, you know, people losing faith in, in Robertson, like I did, for example, with, and not sort of going crazy to get that third Liverpool spot back in, despite the fixtures being good. Um, I'm seeing a few people considering dropping Trent as well. Trent's stats are still really nice. He's putting in more crosses than he ever has done before. He's shooting more than he ever has done before. Um, his ex- XGI, his expected goal involvement is down on, on previous seasons, but that is a kind of a... Uh, more of a kind of symptom of, of how sort of poorly Liverpool have been playing. I think, genuinely speaking, he's still looked up for it. I mean, defensively culpable, don't get me wrong, but attacking-wise, he's looked really good. So I, I wouldn't be selling him just yet. But I think if you've got Robertson, you, you sort of have to hold him for this Bournemouth game. But I think you long-term, or at least in the short to medium term, um, you, the medium to long-term, you, you'll have to be looking to kind of get rid of him. Salah's a hold for me, though, and, and likely going to be my captain uh, this week, uh, you know, it's, it's such a good, it's such a good sort of um, game for him against Bournemouth. Um, I've actually got some stats uh, on Salah versus Bournemouth um, just here. Uh, he has scored eight in six versus Bournemouth, eight goals in six, and has been directly involved in twenty-seven goals in thirty Premier League starts against newly promoted sides. So his record against the new pro sides is just absolutely ridiculous. And he's been finding a way despite Liverpool playing poorly. I think a lot of it depends on you know, what team Liverpool set out with. Obviously, Fabinho's going to come back in. He only had the knock and he came in kind of towards the end of the, the second half. Um, so he's going to give them a bit more control, hopefully boost their clean sheet prospects a little bit more. Um, but yeah, we, we want to see them sort of gelling a bit more in attack. And like I said to Mark last night, they, a lot of them don't look fit. They don't look up for it sort of already this season. But Bournemouth, I think, is, is the perfect game because Bournemouth are going to sit back and invite pressure. They don't really have the pace to trouble them like we've seen with, with Zaha, like we've seen with um, the United players um, and things like that. So I think we're we're going to... We're going to we're gonna see a, a response from Liverpool. They'll, they'll win that game sort of fairly comfortably, I think. Um, elsewhere, De Bruyne. Yeah, the De Bruyne versus Haaland experiment sort of continues. Uh, another game where there wasn't too much in it between them. I think De Bruyne is ahead of him in terms of um, points this, this season, which is kind of what you want for paying that extra 0.5. I'm now seeing a few people sort of turning around, you know, Pep's comments about Haaland and saying... Uh, you know, he's he's not going to start every match and all that kind of stuff. I'm now finally seeing a few people saying, oh, well, maybe De Bruyne is the one to go for and, and not Haaland. Well, that's what I was saying at the start of the season. I kind of um, lost my way a little bit after his first performance and and things. But overall, I think I'm pretty happy to have De Bruyne. I think, like I was saying last night, if you offered me the straight swap, if you said, OK, you can have a free transfer and you can take De Bruyne out for Haaland, I would probably do it still. I still think Haaland is the better option. We'll talk a bit about his XGI in a minute, it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, despite only having those eight touches against Bournemouth, I think he's he's going to hit a hat trick soon. And you know, all the all the doubt, any doubts, any small doubts that anyone has about him are going to be kind of dispelled. Um, it's just whether he's going to be kind of the most uh, captain player in, in that week, because obviously with Salah around and a bit of sort of mistrust in in Pep uh, might mean that people don't don't all sort of climb on it. But I think Forrest at home um, is going to be interesting because is he going to start? 
with the Champions League looming or is he going to miss out? If he does start that game, that could be the one where he sees a really, really big haul. Um, so, yeah, really interesting. Um, hi to Ryan Houston. Oi, oi, the Asman. How's you? The Asman. That's um, like an American pie nickname. Uh, I quite like it. Uh, hi to Taylor Johnson. Um, all my defenders will get clean sheets this week except Arsenal. Yeah, that'd be nice. I think I think I agree. I think um, it, sh- it should do on paper. I can see Fulham scoring against Arsenal. I think Mitrovic is going to be too much to handle uh, for, for Arsenal. I think it's going to be too much to handle for a lot of teams. He's he's been absolutely brilliant. Um, uh, Rosh Watch had Perisic is injured in training. We won't really know until the team news. Um, it's you know, that that be coming sort of tomorrow. Uh, there are rumours of a knock, aren't there? But we'll kind of have to wait and see um, on that. I would advise not to not to panic uh, until then. I've got Pereira and he can come in anyway. Uh, Tyler says good afternoon as good afternoon Tyler and Catherine Lawrence it feels like Jesus versus Salah captain modes every week yeah it does and when you add Haaland into that as well it's, it's really tricky um, sort of between the three of them um, I didn't think Jesus would be that kind of option for us so quickly um, in the season or, or if he did at all really I thought you know it might take a bit of time to settle it's a new team new surroundings he hasn't really been historically that kind of great goal getter uh, but yeah, started the season really, really strongly. So he's definitely a, a captain option every week, I think. And, and don't let his ownership kind of put you off. I know it's sort of over eighty percent now, but if you think he's going to get the most points in a given week, then 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 go for it. Um, he, he's he's a great option. So yeah, uh, between those three, it's going to be going to be really interesting. Um, let's take a look at my team then. Ahead of game week four is Warding goal. Put the red arrow right round him straight away. Uh, he's a huge problem for me, really, because um, I've lost value in, in a couple of players like Mount because I've had to buy players quite late like Marcelli and Zinchenko. That sort of 0.5 to, to upgrade him has, has disappeared um, with the team I've got. So I've got 0.2 in the bank and no really obvious way of, of upgrading Ward. Um, it's Chelsea away next and it's United, I think. He's just really, really poor and Leicester are the second worst defensive side um, in the league. Um, you know, expected to concede two goals a game. He's made, he's had what, back, not even back to back, triple one pointers. I thought he'd at least make some saves. Um, he's been absolutely rubbish. So he, a goalkeeper replacement is, is definitely on my, on my radar. Uh, I'm looking at Sanchez. Um, of course, Brighton have been brilliant to start the season. Um, he's even been making saves as well, which which is, which is encouraging and, and the fixtures are just absolutely fantastic for them. Um, I like Raya as well, arguably in, in the kind of short term before we go up to sort of game week eight, game week nine. I think Brentford's fixtures are a little bit um, better, but I think Brighton are a, are a better side than Brentford uh, generally, and that includes in defence. So I think I'd probably lean towards Sanchez out of those two. Um, one of the reasons why I'm looking at kind of, um, you know, waiting a little bit though, is because the goalkeeper I really want is, is Dean Henderson. Um, I think Nottingham Forest look like a kind of a Burnley side in which the, the, the Forest goalkeeper is just going to hoover up um, bonus points. It's going to hoover up save points um, as well. Uh, and from game week six, you're looking at Bournemouth, Leeds and Fulham. Um, two really, three really, really good sides. Uh, you know, sort of three, sorry, three really good opponents um, for them. So, yeah, should be. That's my door going. I think it's Amazon. They're going to have to wait. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, so, I kind of want to wait until game week six. The only issue with waiting until game week six is that only probably gives me sort of three game weeks. And it, it does feel like maybe I should move a bit earlier. Um, I could downgrade Mount, for example, put the money into the goalkeeper. Um, I'm looking at Mount to Gundogan potentially this week. But the trouble is, Mount has got Leicester at home, who, like I said, are, are sort of conceding so many chances. And Chelsea have been poor, but if I'm looking at the opponent, I think Chelsea are definitely going to score in that game. And selling Mount um, 
it is an issue. I also am I'm going off Gundogan a little bit just because of this fixture sort of congestion that's that's coming. Is he definitely going to start every match? I know he's been made captain and, and quite a lot of people are, are talking about that, but the kind of concern with that is, you know, we see these, these captains appointed all the time. It doesn't seem mean they're going to start. Noble was the captain of West Ham, for example, and, and doesn't necessarily mean he's going to start every game. So Pep likes to rotate. He's got Calvin Phillips there. He's got Bernardo Silva who can play in that spot when Grealish is back. So I, I do worry that, that Gundogan could be a bit of a headache a bit, a bit further down the line. So I really want to get rid of Ward, but at the moment, I think I might keep Mount just for just for one more week and, and kind of assess with two frees. So yeah, bit, bit of a bit of an annoying one because I really don't want Ward going forward. But there he is. Um, Defense-wise, I mean Trent, Cancelo, and James. There's no issues with with those three. Um, you know, I can see why people are, are are moving out of big at the back. Maybe taking some of their funds away from from these three and, and going sort of heavier up top. I still think that they're great value. I still think you know seven million for Cancelo, six for James. You know, seven point five for Trent. I still think they're going to be right up there, and, and the stats aren't bad. I mean, Cancelo's role is maybe a little bit different inside this team, but he's helped by the fact that I don't want any of the other Man City defenders. I definitely don't want Walker. I, I really just don't like that move at all. I think he's his place in that team isn't as secure as people think it is. He's he looks off it to me. Um, a bad performance against Palace. You know, with Zaha terrorising him, and he, he could be out of the team for for a little while. So. I'm not happy with that. Diaz is coming in and out. Stones, Laporte, we don't know who's going to start out of those. So I like Cancelo just for that guarantee that he's, he's going to he's going to play. Um, James is is fine. I mean, I w- obviously you want to see him at right wing back. We're not going to see that this weekend because Kulabali's out. But, uh, you know, even at centre back, he can still bomb forward and, and do some damage. But we want to see him sort of playing in, in his favoured role. And I think Chelsea just need need to get him there because they're, they're struggling to create chances. They're struggling to, you know, to get their, their players into the game. So, yeah, I think James will eventually just nail down a, a kind of a right wing back role. And they are going to sign for Fana, right? It's going to be Chilwell, Fafana, um, Silva and Koulibaly. And then Cucurella filling in for one of Silva or, or Chilwell, um, I'd imagine. Unless Cucurella is just the upgrade. Yeah, I'm to chill well, and then Chill was going to have to share minutes. So yeah, I'm not I'm not worried about James. I think he's I think he's still a, a fine pick. Um, Zinchenko, like I mentioned, was really impressed with him. No worries about him at all. He's definitely the Arsenal defender that I'd want, um, and the one I'd want to go for. Um, Perisic, I've got an orange one on, uh, just because I I don't think I'm going to be able to sell him um, anytime soon because I've got to deal with this goalkeeper thing. I mean, one thing I could do is if Mount does perform against Leicester, I do want to keep him for Southampton because the fixtures are good. Southampton, West Ham, Fulham. Um, it could be tempting to move Perisic down, um, to a, to a 5 million. And that gives me enough to, to upgrade Ward. Um, so I could go to Trippier for example, but then next week Trippier has got, uh, Liverpool, but then the fixtures are quite good. Or I could look at another five. Um, I could even go down to a Brighton defender. Um, potentially, so there's there's kind of options kind of around that that, that I can kind of look at if I if I do want to sell Perisic. Um, it's amazing. I'm talking about selling Perisic if I'm, if I'm looking at buying him at the moment. It's um yeah, it's very strange. Uh, in midfield, I've got Salah captain. I'm I'm happy with Salah. You know, not like Mark. I'm I'm not even thinking about about losing him. You know, if he can be getting this many points even when Liverpool are absolutely terrible, uh, I think what he's going to be like when Liverpool sort of you know find their way. Um, again, uh, same with De Bruyne. Like I've always said, De Bruyne is going to be in my team until at least game week eight and the World Card. I, I won't be making any panicked moves to to move him to Haaland, even though I do want Haaland. Um, and you know, I think given the rotation that's coming potentially for City, I think De Bruyne is, is the best asset to have. So uh, I'm I'm I am happy with it. But yeah, like I said, I, I do think Haaland's got a big call coming, very big call coming, which isn't the most expert opinion ever because it's pretty bloody obvious. But I still think it's. Um, 
it's, it's going to happen and it's important that people don't panic too much and you know wildcard him out and that kind of stuff uh mount i've got a red one on he's only red i'm he's, he's just been awful um yeah, I mean, Chintan Shah says mount to someone. That's kind of how it feels. It almost feels like maybe moving him to Rodrigo, moving him to Gundogan, moving him to Foden, moving him to anyone um, might be my best interest. It's just because that Leicester fixture is, is so good. And I think with Madison out as well, they're going to lose that control um, in the midfield um, as well that he brings when he, when he kind of drops deep. You know, losing a key player like him, Fafana's, you know, not going to play. Um, again, they've got so many issues. The ward's not good enough. I think Chelsea are going to have chances. Uh, and I've got to hope that Mount can can at least be on the end of them. He's, I mean, the last game he was busy and got around, and actually it was a really good save from from Melier to um, yeah, to to stop him. Um, but in other games I've seen, he's he's had few chances. He hasn't looked on it. He hasn't his shooting's been off. Hasn't been playing well. So yeah, I'm hoping I'm hoping to see something from him against Leicester if I do keep him. I might end up still selling him uh, potentially for Gundogan. But yeah, we'll see. At the moment, I'm I'm leaning towards. Um, the hold. Uh, then obviously I've got. Uh, oh, that's the wrong one. Where's there you go? Uh, Martinelli. Um, he's got a green circle around him as well. I'm just impressed with him. Um, again, thought thought he was excellent. The link up with him and Jesus is is first rate. So yeah, he's he's obviously not not going anywhere. And you know the pricing of him was was absolutely ridiculous. I think the pricing of Martinelli and, and Jesus has kind of ruined the start of the season a bit because. They're just far too cheap. I think if Jesus was nine, nine point five, and Martinelli was seven, seven point five, I think people would have quite a lot of different variety um, in their size because it kind of gives you a decision to make. But realistically, going forward, you, you can't really be without those two. So, yeah, it's um, it's it's kind of not as not as fun as, as I'd like it to be. So, yeah, uh, he's not going anywhere, uh, and neither is Jesus um, as well. It's just absolutely excellent, absolutely electric, doing everything you want, passing the eye test. That's fantastic. Fixtures great beautiful if you haven't got him like mark didn't and you have, have an easy way of getting him that's why wild cards are, are there so i think jesus and, and marcelli are, are probably the only no-brainer decisions that we have um, in our side i think you could make a case for anyone else in my team to, to leave for example but i think marcelli and jesus there's no there's no escaping them uh, let's take a look at the watch list so these are the sort of the players that I'm looking at. I've added in new players um, in green. Uh, it's sorted by XGI non-penalty per 90. Um, Neko Williams is, is right at the top, uh, right up there. Um, Cucurella um, as well. I think they've both increased actually a little bit since the week before. I mean, Neko Williams is still, you know, after three games, 0.32 XGI non-penalty per 90 is, is fantastic. So if you've got an attacking return from him every three games, for example, you'd be absolutely kind of delighted. Uh, by that um i've got diaz in there i think diaz is on the ropes though um he's yeah if he's if he's going to get dropped and then playing that kind of friendly you've got to think that maybe his place in, the, in isn't um that secure um i look at other players on this defense i mean look at trippier i really like the look at trippier great goal from him i really really like newcastle this season i think they've made some excellent signings again um you know Isak's coming in which is going to be really exciting only boost someone like trippier hopefully you can get more assists so Really like him. Really got my eyes on him. Definitely, definitely in the wild card, if not before. I've added Celebrin. I did have him in game week one, uh, and then I dropped him for game week two because I was a bit worried about Ben White, and then he scored that kind of wonder goal. Um, an XGI non-penalty penalty of 0.04 over the season. 
uh, don't get him in expecting uh, you know rockets every, every week but it was a very well taken um, goal uh, and I've got Duncan there as well uh, 0.03 which is surprising given that we've got a lot of creative players in the side you know especially from corners and free kicks and he's just not getting any kind of um, service really or at least they're not they haven't been able to find him in the box yet but I do think 4.5 is too cheap for Dunk so if you are looking at ways of tapping into um, you know the Brighton defence uh, that isn't Sanchez Dunk is by far the, the one to go for so I'm surprised not to see him in more teams actually because I think you know going for a Ray and Henderson having Dunk in there I guess Dunk hasn't that, got that kind of sex appeal that some of the more attacking defenders have I never thought I'd say that. Uh, but I do think he's a great solid option and he's going to do a lot of people well I mean, if you do get him. So yeah, definitely don't write don't write him off. Um, in midfield, uh, I've had Rodrigo and Gross in there for a while. Their XG non-penalty was both over one uh, last week. It has dropped. So, you know, it's um, even, even though Rodrigo got, got the goals and, and Gross got another assist, uh, it's not sustainable for them to be this high. I've always said that not, anything over 0.6 is like absolutely incredible and you should be basically getting those players in immediately. Um, difficult to judge after three game weeks, but we have a few of those already. Uh, Rodrigo Gross and Zaha as well, 0.66. A lot of people are looking at him. Gundo and Foden aren't far off either though, 0.54, 0.52. So Foden is an interesting one. Um, you know, he, he didn't pass again to Haaland. This was a, a much tougher chance, but again, Pep wasn't happy uh, with him. You've got to think he, he's still going to carry on playing and I'm not seeing a huge amount of investment in him. I think uh, it's difficult. I mean, the, the the reason I'd go for Gundogan would be to take that money and put it into Ward. But if I'm picking out of the two, I would probably still suggest you find that point four extra um, and put it into Foden um, if you can. I think he's, he's probably got a big haul um, in him again, like he got kind of the other week. And it might have been even more if he hadn't been subbed off at, at halftime. Um, I've also added Harrison in as well. Obviously, Rodrigo is the kind of the, the player that a lot of people are going to get because um, he's scoring all the goals. But I've been really impressed with Harrison as well. I think he's created the most chances in the league so far uh, this season. He looks absolutely brilliant. Back to how he was in kind of the first season. Um, he's a little bit cheaper now as well. And his role in the team is, is pretty much assured as well. Uh, when Bamford's back, there are some concerns that Rodrigo could be dropped or at least plays um, quite a bit deeper. Whereas we wouldn't expect to see Harrison's sort of role and position change too much. So someone to someone to look at, I think, um, Harrison, if you are interested in, in, in Leeds and if you may be looking for a placement for someone around the kind of six million mark. Um, up front, I've added in Haaland and Kane. Yeah, two quite big names. Um, look at Haaland's XGI non-penalty for 90. Uh, 0.81. I mean, it's only a little bit less than Rodrigo. Um, I mean, who'd be saying that, though, that Haaland would be, would be doing less than Rodrigo? But 0.81 is, is so high. And the, the thing is, I can't really see it. I can't really see that being unsustainable. I think he's just going to continue to get so many chances every game. And we know what a clinical finisher is. We know how much he can bully defenders. It's just those kind of minutes um, around him. But, you know, when the stats are like that, even at 11-7, it's, it's just a great price for him. Um, but it'd be really to see what happens with the kind of um, Champions League rotation as well. So, yeah, let's let's kind of... Are people going to captain him every week? I think that helps me not owning him, for example, because I don't think people are. I think they're going to sort of look at Jesus and look at Salah and think, OK, these guys are going to play every week. Um, it would be very pep, though, just to carry on playing Haaland every week, though, and, and subbing him off at 67 minutes. And then the fixture's so good, so many home games on the horizon. He would then become a, an option. So I think the 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 champ the the um, games around the first Champions League game are going to be really interesting. The game before and the game after to kind of see what what happens. It might be that Haaland doesn't even play the first Champions League game. Maybe he plays um, Foden false nine in that. Um, you know they, they might not need to depending on the draw that they get. So yeah, we'll kind of see. Uh, and I've also had a Kane in as well. I've been really impressed with Kane. 
um, so far. XJ non penalty penalty of 0.63. That's high. Back into kind of the elite territory as well. Um, I was all on Son um, at the start. But I think now if you're picking, you go for Kane. He's 0.6 cheaper. Um, he's not going to get subbed, not going to get rotated with Richarlison there. Kulusevsky might, you know, end up right wing back or subbed out or anything. And hasn't actually been that good apart from the first game. So I think... Uh, yeah, I think Kane is, is is the one if you're if you're backing on on Spurs. Um, they've got good fixtures. I mean, Forest, West Ham, Fulham in the next three, and then Leicester. It's only that City game in game week seven, um, which is a bit of a concern. Uh, oh, I see. Says City's in a group with Sevilla, Dortmund, and Copenhagen. Okay, Sevilla and Dortmund. Hmm, interesting. Okay, yes. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a group they should win sort of pretty com- pretty comfortably. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll kind of see kind of what goes uh, with that. Um, I think that's about it from me. Thank you all for watching and listening. Um, we are heading up to 80,000 subscribers on the channel, which is amazing. You can see on the graphic, I've got 73.1. Um, I really want to get to 80,000. So if you have enjoyed this, do subscribe. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. Um, do like this video um, as well. Uh, tomorrow is another busy day. Um, Friday, if you're listening to the podcast, we've got Q&A, myself and Sam. Uh, We've got Team News, myself and Neil. And then Andy and Mark will be doing their weekly members video. So if you're not signed up to be a premium member, uh, do that. And then you can watch that um, as well and see what uh, Mark's wildcard uh, is looking at. Um, Guys, thank you so much for watching. And I will see you all very soon.